Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Golf Under Par Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough. We are on a journey to find the information that's going to help you play the best golf of your life. Join us now as we dive in. What's up, everybody? This is Dr. Jeremy McCullough here. I'm recording a solo episode on the gut, and I'm going to be talking about off-season training, maybe squeezing a little bit of Masters. So why don't we start with that, Masters? What an awesome weekend. I love the Masters. I think kind of one of those American traditions, uh, you know, those that don't even care about golf that much know about the Masters, maybe even keep tabs on it. So, DJ coming out with the win, and it was super exciting. I enjoyed it. You know, even even with the differences, I thought the the two, te- two tees starts were awesome because it kind of made sure that there was something going on all the time. Uh, even in, you know, a lot of times in the beginning of the day, you only got a handful of guys out there, but that made sure that there was something going on pretty much the whole time, even as some of the leading guys were wrapping up, finishing their rounds. There were still other people out on the course. So just felt like there was always something going on, which which was nice. And the Masters has done a great job with their being able to see so many different shots. And I've you know gone back and seen some of my favorite players. And, some of their shots and how their rounds went out and seeing all the bad breaks that they might've had here and there, you know, just little tiny miscues that make such a huge difference in the long scheme of things. I think I, I looked at uh, Ricky Fowler's second round and watched all his shots and he was so close on at least five or six putts or chips that, you know, just this little bit more break or a little less speed and he would have been 10 under. After the second round, it would have just been crazy. So, shows you how crazy those greens are and how precise you have to be with those on, at Augusta. But anyway, so, main reason why I wanted to get on here was to talk about off-season training. And so, big thing that I see with most people is lack of preparation. And that can be a number of different things. One of the ways is not seeking out the proper information or someone that they trust to get that information from or to get their programs from. And the other thing would be is lack of preparation to prepare yourself to stick with it for the long haul. All right. In order to make changes, we have to have consistency. One of my favorite phrases is simple consistency leads to greatness. What is greatness? That can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people, right? For me, greatness in golf is really keeping my body in good enough shape to get myself to retirement so I can play golf all the time, anytime, when I want to, right? That would be great. 
to me, that would be great. That would be amazing when I have more time, maybe more financial means in order to, to do that. But I have to be consistent with my training now. And it doesn't have to be complex. It can be very simple. Making sure I'm mobilizing what I need mobile. And making sure I'm strengthening what needs to be strong. And that kind of leads me to the second thing is what do we, how do we know what needs to be strong and what needs to be stable, what needs to be mobile, what are we lacking? And so that comes down to an assessment. We have to have an assessment to better understand where our limitations are. If you walk into my clinic, you will get assessed from the first day, on the first day, to see what the limitations are. In my experience, and this is more talking physical therapy, as we focus on limitations, I tell all my people that we expect, as we focus on limitations, we kind of expect that pain to drop and function to increase. But I always say it's not perfect, perfectly linear lines. They don't just drop straight down. They don't just rise straight up. Kind of like the stock market, you're going to get some ups and downs as you go. That is what I tell all my, all my clients when they come in for physical therapy. But it also applies to all the fitness people that I see, I work with. You're, you're going to have up days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have days where you're feeling pretty good and you, you go and you pick up 200, 300 pounds, whatever it may be. No problem. Try to do that another day. Maybe it's not, that day is not it. You know, nervous system, maybe the muscles aren't quite prepped. Uh, maybe just the energy's down. There's lots of different things that can go on and why you have up and down days. Basically, life is multifactorial, and so is pain, and so is our bodies. So many factors that go into it, so many things that we, we look at, you know, talking about that consistency from earlier. Are we being consistent with our sleep? Are we being consistent with our, our nutrition and our hydration? Are we being consistent with our stress management techniques? breathing and uh, meditation, right? Are these things that are we are putting as a priority in our lives in order to have a more holistic life, more well-rounded life? So we have to have that assessment. How are we doing? What are we doing? Since this is a golf podcast and we're specifically talking about how to be play better and specifically how to get to playing under par, we have to assess what does our golf game look like. So if you're getting in a last end of, the, end of season round in, or if you're going to hit some balls or something like that, assess how is your playing? How's your things swing feel? How do you, how are you, uh, how are your, your, some of your stats looking? Greens and regulations, fairways, uh, you know, how many putts, what are, what are things that you need to work on? You have to keep track of stats. We have other podcasts that we've had people talk about that. John Sherman uh, has talked about that, and so did Lou Stagner. So we can go back to some of those and, and look at some of the stats that you maybe should be tracking as a player and improving, improving your performance. 
And as you track those things, you'll see trends, right? So if you haven't been tracking it, at least get, get a few things on to track and figure that out so that we can know, all right, uh, maybe I need to work on my putting game, all right? Maybe I need to make a little swing change here during during this offseason. I know not everybody's going into an offseason. You know, some of those south southeast and southwest people are lucky. Uh, get year-round golf and good weather year-round. Some of us up here a little bit farther north. Uh, I'm in Virginia, but and we, we technically play year-round, but there's definitely not a lot of fun in January and February if it's a cold, snowy uh, months in those times. Not always is, but sometimes it is. So, but everybody should take time to have an assessment on a regular basis to see where are they sitting and how are they moving. This is something that I learned kind of more through physical therapy uh, and, and have tried applying into other aspects of my life. Get somebody in the first day, we take that assessment, and then in four Four weeks, maybe six weeks, depending on, on certain situations, we're taking another assessment to see where are we at and what are we needing to focus on now or have we not been focusing on the right things in the first place? If they haven't improved, then whatever we're doing isn't the right right treatment for them, right? And so the same thing with fitness, same thing with golf. If you've been working on something and it doesn't seem like it's made any any improvement, then maybe you need to, to seek out something else. But got to go back to the what we talked about with the preparation. You have to be ready for the be doing something for the long haul. So that doesn't mean, oh, I, I, I this hasn't changed enough for me, right? Uh, maybe there's little tweaks that you can make, but we got to be consistent with something. We can't go from, oh, I want to swing like this. Oh, it's not been working out for me. I'm going to go back and I'm going to swing over here and swing this way. Or, um you know, following this kind of methodology and then suddenly want to switch and go do a different type of methodology. We are a reactionary society, and that's a topic probably for another day where we can get into what, what it means to react and what it means to respond, okay? But basically, that knee-jerk reaction of, oh, this isn't working, you know, we hear a lot of that with Bryson DeChambeau and what he's doing uh, over the ma- during the Masters. A lot of people sitting there going, oh, see, it doesn't work. Um, comparing him to uh, Larry, Larry Mize and how they hit, he hits 100 yards farther than him, but they score the exact same thing on Augusta National. But again, we got to stick with things for the long haul and remind ourselves that it's the consistency that's going to make the changes that we're looking for. Okay, so we have to have that assessment. On course, a swing, your, your strategy, you know, tracking some of these stats and figuring out what are the things that are keeping me from scoring what I would like to score or what I think I can score. And then we got physical. That's what we want to focus on here, our physical. We have to have check our mobility. Do we have enough rotation in our shoulders in order to get up into a good backswing? Do we have enough mobility in the neck to make sure that it's not causing us to come up out of out of the swing when we're trying to, to get a little bit more into our back turn, into our shoulder turn? I mean, and do we need to, or do or do we have enough adequate hip mobility 
and do our hips have the rotation? Okay, your lead hip, lack of internal rotation is one of the biggest factors for back pain. Okay, if we're not using that, then we're more likely to have back pain because the body doesn't think in certain movement or doesn't think in isolated movement. It thinks in tasks. You're saying, I want to take this club behind my back and throw, hit this ball to get the good ball to go towards the hole. That's what the brain thinks. That's how the body thinks. So that's what it's going to do. And it's going to find a way to do it. All right. But if we don't have the adequate mobility, it can be like putting a square peg into a round hole. Something's got to give. And we don't want that to be our body. We don't want that to be our back. We don't want that to be our shoulder. We don't want that to be our hip, knee, right? So having that adequate mobility allows to ensure that we can accomplish the tasks that we need to accomplish. But that's not the only thing that we need. We have to have mobility. And for most male golfers, that's probably the most important thing. But a lot of times we also need the adequate stability or strength in order to control the positions that we need to control and generate the power that we're looking to generate. It all starts with being able to produce force. Producing force is strength. Okay? So, strength, we got to look at how, how is our, our lower body's ability to be able to push. So, make a squat, lunges, step-ups, those type of movements. How is our body's ability, lower body's ability to pull, like a deadlift? And, um, and a hip thrust, those kind of movements. And then upper body, how is our body's ability to be able to push? Bench press, cable press, uh, overhead press. How's our body, upper body's ability to pull? Rowing, pull-ups. These kind, of, these kind of exercises, we have to assess how is that. And typically, we want to look at what is our uh, body's ability to perform these activities in a, a rep maximum, all right? And so I usually recommend somewhere in like the 3 to 5 range for rep maximums. Google 3 to 5 um, rep maximums, and you can calculate what, where your uh, one rep max is to, to then work at that, at that instance. But we assess that. By getting that point of, okay, what's the maximum amount that we can lift or the maximum repetitions that we can perform to give us an idea of in the future when we go to reassess ourselves, how have we progressed? Or, hey, I am able to deadlift 300 pounds, but I can only squat 150. Well, there's an imbalance there, and maybe we need to focus on your ability to generate vertical force, which is a big component to club head speed. Okay, so we have to assess these things. If you don't know what you're doing, find somebody that does. There's a lot of quality coaches out there, strength coaches, personal trainers, physical therapists that do performance-based um, training, okay, that can help you with these things. If you don't know who to, where, where you can get that, contact me. I can help you, or I can find somebody that can help you. We also want to assess power. One of the most important parts that we want to assess is club head speed. How, how, what's our club head speed? All right. That's usually a big ticker in these days. We want to say, oh, 
we want to increase our club head speed to, let's say, go from 105 to 110. Well, we want to gain five miles per hour. What can we do in order to progress that and improve that? And then other things is we can we can check med ball throws, right? How far can we throw a ball sitting in a chair out, out in front of us? That gives us an idea of our bill, our upper body's ability to generate power in that push. We can get a vertical jump. That can assess our body's ability to generate power in our lower legs. Those are two simple ways that we can assess these things. Okay? And these assessments allow us to see where do we need to work. If our lower body power isn't, isn't quite as equal to what our upper body power is, then we need to work on that. And there are things that we can do, med ball throws being one of them, to help us get that sequency down of generating power uh, with our legs. Okay? And really being able to push to the floor because all of our force has to come from the ground. All right? And so we have to learn how to use that, and med ball throws are a great way to kind of learn that. So we have to have that preparation, we have to have that assessment, and then we have to get to work, right? It takes time. We have to work hard at getting these things to ingrain the new movement. If we're taking any swing changes, it's going to take time. I've always heard that we have these books basically on shelves in our brain, and it's like, oh, we're golfing today, so we're going to grab our book for that. But if our book is written for slices then we're likely to do that. To make that change, we have to write a new chapter in that book and make sure that we are referencing that page or that chapter in the book or the right book if we're writing a completely new book. And so but when, what happens when stress or uh, lack of um, lack of concentration happens, then... If we don't have if we if we haven't made it into a new habit of grabbing that new book, then we're going to revert to our old book. We're going to grab that that first book that we used to have, where we're slicing the ball all the time. So it's going to take time. That's why you see golf professionals having to make that change, and then they have to stick with it. Okay, they have to stick with it and keep working at it. And a lot of times, you'll hear you hear lots of the tour pros talk about making when they make a change that the success isn't always there at the beginning and that can be disheartening at some times but if you know that you're on the right track then that progress that change is going to to get better and you're going to see the rewards okay just some things on working okay in order to really improve strength we have neural changes early on but then we don't really have any physiological changes, so muscles actually getting bigger for up to 12 to 16 weeks. So you, you realize there that we have to, t it's going to take time and consistency with our training in order to have a muscular change with our training in order to create somebody that is stronger. A body that is stronger. If we're talking mobility, we can make a change quickly. I can get somebody that can't touch their toes. I can do a couple different things, and I might be able to get them to touch their toes or at least get closer to touching their toes. But I guarantee you in the morning, unless they've worked and worked at it over the time, it's likely going to be back to where they were. 
now I can get them to do those things again. And over time, they start in being able to maintain those 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 uh, mobility gains or those flexibility. But again, that takes time. In the research studies, I've seen that you have to do it four or five times out of the week. This is called, talking about stretches in order to have any change in the length of a muscle. Now, granted, most of us don't need a longer muscles. We just need better tolerance to stretching of muscles. And so that's where the difference comes from. But so a lot of times it doesn't take as much work as it might, but we have to do it consistently in order to have the change that we're looking for. And if we stick with it and we continue to be consistent, will lead to that greatness. There's that quote again. We then get to reap the rewards, which is the greatness or is the goal, accomplishing the goal that we were looking for, looking to accomplish in the beginning. When we assessed ourselves, when we prepped ourselves, right? We're prepping to see what is it that we're wanting to do? What is it that we need to work on, on both of those stages? How do we get to that point, right? You don't just go and say, oh, I feel like doing this today. Well, that if unless you are highly focused and knowledgeable, that may not be leading you to your goal, right? And it's the daily decisions of being 1% better, getting better and a little bit by little bit that gets us to our goal. So we prep ourselves by finding somebody that, has, that we can trust and we have knowledge, finding out what is the appropriate thing for us right? If we're making, wanting to make a swing change because we're tired of blocking it into the trees or out of bounds, then we have to be like, okay, what are the things that we have to do in order to get there? We have to better assess, make sure that is an appropriate thing to do. Um, and then with that assessment, we take that, we start sniper rifling at that those limitations that we talked about. So if mobility, if we have a limitation in the hip, hip movement, we then target that hip rotation. Now we know that's what's keeping me from getting into my back turn. That's what's keeping me from getting where I want to be. When my coach keeps telling me to get my, get a little bit farther, get a little deeper, right? And if I can't use that hip, then I am not going to be able to get, do what he wants to do. And something else is going to try to get me there. And that might put you out of position. And then we got to work at it. Takes time. Strength can take up to 16 weeks. Mobility is faster than that, but it can. It also takes time. In order to really maintain that flexibility, maintain that mobility. The difference between flexibility and mobility, by the way, flexibility is just the ab ability to to a muscle to elongate. Mobility is able to control that flexibility or that range of motion that is. So if you're not able to control your flexibility, then there's a difference. That's what a lot of female golfers need is more stability and control training because a lot of them are more flexible. or more, And so then we have to have them better control that and they focus more on strengthening. And then we get to reap the rewards. After an extended period of time is when we start seeing these rewards, right? You don't go out and plant your garden your vegetable garden, and expect to have tomatoes and cucumbers and peppers the next day, it's going to take time. It takes months, 
right, for these things to happen. So we have to be prepared for that. If you need any help with your planning for your off-season training, getting prepared, getting to figure out what your limitations are, reach out to me, Jeremy, at UpHealthPerformance.com. That is my email. It should be in the show notes below as well. Or I will put in a link for a golf home performance assessment where you can take yourself through a lot of the things that I was talking about with regards to your mobility, your strength, your power, your your club head speed, and assessing what areas need to be worked on. And we can have a conversation on what your numbers tell you. Because that's what a lot of times these things you get numbers and we have these numbers, but what does it mean if we can jump 18 inches, but we can throw a med ball 26 feet, right? Well, I'll tell you right now that that means you lack lower body power. That's what those, that was what that, those two numbers tell me. But there's a lot of factors we take into that and we can see is you lacking that power because of a lack of strength or a lack of mobility or what? We have to look at all these numbers and get a feel for what is appropriate for you. Again, I'll put a link in in the show notes for that assessment so you can get better information on how you can prepare yourself for the off-season. That is coming for a lot of you that are getting into the winter months. The weather's getting colder. I know I have my my green jacket in honor of the the Masters, um, but no, it's because you got cooler here in Virginia. we're only in the 50s at this point. So, you know, it's the point where it's starting to get cold enough where a lot of people aren't wanting to get out. And so now it's the time to focus on how you can continue to play your the golf that you're playing now and make it better once April comes around. Because a lot of people just get in the same cycle of, oh, you start playing your better, your better golf towards the end into the fall, but then don't do anything during the winter. And by the time spring comes around and golf season comes around again, you're right back to where you started the previous spring. Now is the time to get better. Now is the time to break that cycle and improve your physical capabilities, especially if you aren't able to get to the course. Right, if you're wanting to make any swing changes, now is the time for that. I'm not a swing coach, so go talk to somebody. If you don't have one, let me know. I've, got, I've had a lot of great ones on on the podcast. You can reach out to any of them. They Check out their, their episodes and their information in the show notes, reach out to them or reach out to me and I'll get you in contact with one of them. Sure, they would love to help you. All right. That is all for this episode. Again, you can reach out to me at Jeremy at UpHealth and Performance. You can join the Facebook group where we have this conversation live all the time. We're having conversations with everybody about how they can improve their, their physical capabilities in order to play better golf. All right. And that information is all in the show notes. And then I will also add into the show notes this link for the home assessment so that you can improve your golf performance. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thank you, guys, for listening to this episode. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this content on the go. If you found it helpful, please share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. This allows us to reach more golfers just like you that want to play under par. Do you want to be stronger and healthier? Well, I've got a resource for you. Golf Fitness Tips. 
It's a free Facebook group where we talk about how to take care of our bodies so that we can play more golf, we can play golf longer in life, and we can play better on the course. If that interests you, then check out the link below or search for Golf Fitness Tips on Facebook.